0: this is up the creek the definitive jonathan creek podcast with your host my good friend daniel krupa and me gav murphy today we've got a lock study a missing body and a very different version of jonathan creek On this podcast, we talk about Jonathan Creek via the effect, the method, and the reveal. But before that, Daniel, it's been three years. Jonathan's out of the game. Where is he? He's he's retired. He's retired from... Klaus is nowhere to be seen. He's
1: working for a marketing agency.
0: But also, it feels like not working doing really well for himself at a marketing agency. He's got big deals with Weetabix on the table.
1: Well, at one point, they call him co-director, and then another moment, he's senior account director. Right. He's he's not even working in creative. No, he's just an account man. he's, He's an account man. He goes to his club in town. He's
0: having lunch at Claridge's. Who is this? If I know anything about account men from Mad Men, like you've got to be a real personality. You've got to like be a schmoozer basically to be an account man. Maybe he's doing, um, maybe he's doing close-up magic. Actually, to be fair, if you do that on a couple of salespeople, salespeople that we've met, fuck me, they'd be blown away. Um, or to be fair, they might be arseholes by it. Um, but you yeah, he's- uh, Mad Men. There is a, the, she, a, Joey does compare him to Don Draper at one point. She does, yeah, yeah. Um, isn't it wild that something, this was going at the same time as Mad Men? So at the same time somewhere Mad Men was on telly, this was also getting commissioned have, and having I've got, money thrown at it. I've got, to be, I've got to be honest. New Creek weirds me out. It's a, str- it's a strange thing. I, I, like, I like the idea of it. Do you generally think Renwick was just watching Mad Men? Like, because he's had three years as he just got into Mad Men. <laughs> So,
1: so Jonathan, three years later, he's got this job in the city and he's also the other big change in his life is he's moved out the the wind- windmill. He's yeah. given up the magic and he's married to the managing director of this firm, Polly. Yeah. Polly, his new wife. I really, I do like the idea of if we revisit Jonathan every few years, having big changes. Like it is a big, bold choice. Yeah. It's just and I think it, it for it, yeah. they have laid the groundwork in recent episodes. In the sense that it definitely seemed like he's lost interest in the magic in the last episode. For sure, yeah, yeah. To the point that we even thought he was maybe stitching up Adam Klaus to yeah. get out of it. He's then in a previous episode really made out that these women and these mysteries have ruined his life, yeah. and he's very vulnerable. That women are only interested in him because yeah. of his cognitive ability and this kind of reckless lifestyle. So yeah. he's definitely made the conscious decision to put all that behind him. And he, it's quite sad when he's defending it to Joey
0: because
1: mm. he's just trying to go well. I will try to move on with my life and actually have a life. Yeah. So in that sense, like I do think they have laid the groundwork
0: for it a bit. I d- yeah, I, d- I, d- I do generally think that. I just think. The way that they portray it is, (laughs) that's the thing. We're thinking about it because we're looking back on things and go, they have laid the groundwork for it. And this does feel like it's a conscious decision for Jonathan. But the way that it's portrayed in the episode isn't like him. It's it's almost like there's a reluctance that he wanted to do it. And the way that Polly speaks about him and basically said, like she had to make some some big changes. And then it almost feels like he's kind of been dragged out of that life rather than he's made a decision to come out of that life.
1: It's almost like as if she's given him a forcible life makeover. Yeah. Because so Pure Man was living in a windmill, thinking up conjuring tricks for a living. Like, yeah. it was really sad and pathetic. She says, Oh, you required a bit of a reboot.
0: Yeah. I think that's a, again, poor Polly, because you've got, you can write a brand new lady character, uh, a brand new sort of love interest for him. And, Instead of writing, like, an actual person, you've written this cartoon, and which, again, their relationship is shown via confrontation. And this is a confrontation between her and his old life. Uh, and I just think, I don't know, she seems so unreasonable <laughs> about it. And I just think, do these people exist? I just don't think you
1: ever get a line of why they fell in love. You no. don't even get that story. You don't get anything about that. She went to a magic show under that she hated. hates magic yeah. <laughs> hates magic they, that's it doesn't feel like a happy ending for him I want no. to know that he's happy yeah Um there's also um it's, it's weird that it plays out with Joey because Joey turns up at the office and she thinks it's hilarious that he's now wearing a suit yeah but to me that almost I don't know if it really plays that well enough because they like, barely know really each other relationship. Like they've, yeah. they've done two mysteries together yeah and she's she doesn't have a firm enough idea of who he is. No, uh, that would play be- much better as a scene if Maddie was there. Or oh Carter. my god! Can you imagine, imagine so that was different from? Enough. Yeah, if it was Maddie, it's so different than the man she knew and left. Yeah, behind. I just don't think it plays strongly enough against Joey. But I guess if that they,
0: the only sidekick in play, yeah. that's a th- yeah. You, it just it just doesn't work because they barely know each other. Whereas if Caroline Quentin turns up and is doing it's hilarious. That, that's really good. Also... So many memories you could take advantage of. Also, as well, then, you take advantage of the fact that they were in a relationship as well-ish, you know? And they, you know, there was something between even them. Even Carla. Uh, even Carla would be because better. Because Carla yeah. would
1: work, because she left and had a, a more serious relationship with someone who was in an executive. She would find that hilarious that this is now Jonathan.
0: That actually works really well, but it doesn't work for Joey, because you've only met him twice, And they're not really
1: romantic. She doesn't really have a big investment in him being one way or the other. She's not in love of the man in the windmill.
0: No. If it had Um, like I am this this could if this was Caroline Quentin this this entire thing could have been brilliant.
1: Could be really awkward as well. Be really awkward and also chats between Polly and
0: her. Yeah, I guess what you do get is you do get a little bit of warmth between Polly and Joey eventually, whereas. If it was it Maddie, a good laugh. I don't... Yeah, I don't think if it was Maddie, you would get yeah. that. It'd be a little um, bit more awkward, I think.
1: I think there's also a couple of other little details that i picked up on that do support this idea that it was a reluctant change rather than... He's saying it's something he wanted to do. Yeah. And maybe it's something he does partially feel like he needed to do. Yeah. But uh, when Rosalind, and um, Joanna Lumley's character says she's a big fan of his cognitive work. Yeah. And he looks so sad. And she says, you had a fan. Oh. You have a fan. And he's like, he looks sad because I feel there's almost that part of going, I did love that
0: life. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well,
1: the whole episode is him getting drawn back into this. And I guess before we move on to it, the scene, which is essentially <laughs> Batman. I, 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 when, he, I, I, when he puts on the bat suit. I thought, it's incredible.
0: I genuinely thought there was going to be a secret compartment like he was going to go up to one of those uh pictures like pull it off the wall put a code in and then the wall was going to fall away. <laughs>
1: Do you not think it's a huge missed opportunity for the musical sting in that not to be Dance Macabre? I know. What the hell? I was watching it and go. What's this music? Just, yeah. Uh, as soon as he opens it up, dun, dun, dun,
0: it's like. Oh. Or you just have like a couple of bars of it, or, or like mm. you know, like what they do now when they uh, remake films or bring back films, like when the, like the first trailer for Jurassic World. Evacuate the island. She's a highly intelligent animal. She will kill anything that moves. Oh, God. Just used like the motif for the yeah. theme, but like a really huh. slow piano version yeah, or something like that. Yeah, just piano version.
1: Goosebumps, I would have had. I love that that's his crime-solving gear.
0: Yeah, I Jerry thought he was going to move something and walk through a wall or something like that.
1: I think um, also because, you know, he he does like a plaid shirt with a button-down collar. That's yeah. very much Jonathan Creek garb. On. I like that his shirt in this
0: looks like a more expensive version of what he used to wear. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do think what we did miss in this is, because you do get a sense that he is quite successful. Mm. I would have liked to have seen... Uh, a scene with him at doing work yeah that's um, good or the,
1: see the Weetabix pitch
0: see the we, exactly imagine if that had been like the carousel carousel oh, <laughs> um, we again. he's, he's an ancient man, Greek so is he ancient doing Greek
1: work? for scratchy brick yeah
0: maybe account man means something different than the UK though maybe yeah Like if you're an account mm. manager it's a bit different um, yeah I would have liked to have seen him be good at his job but I th- um, annoyingly though because you put this sort of mask on Polly, that is her dragging him out of this life. She stays on that note almost forever. I as I've only ever seen the episodes come in once, but I'm pretty yeah. sure she bangs out that tune until the very end. Um, but I I think it's just her, that's her that's her shtick. That's how she's written it. in. Yeah, so I can't
1: because again i'm like you i've only seen the coming episodes once when i know she's transitioned into the sort of sidekick role yeah at the end of this episode she seems quite um taken with joey's account of the Mm. crime she's kind of like oh isn't this amusing isn't this cool but in a slightly patronizing way still
0: really patronizing because i thought that was going to be the turn so i thought
1: like, oh i'm into this yeah
0: she, and it's gonna be like oh no she's actually she's seen a new she's needed someone like joey maybe to show her the other side of these uh mysteries and actually now she's into it but she's going along going along she goes oh yeah by the way leave his name bloody off it wouldn't you like <laughs> embarrassed is, is an embarrassment to me that's what we find out from joey last episode though she did fucking leave his name off grinning man so it's fine um uh, <laughs>
1: It's quite doing, strange doing that they
0: call training. they don't call the Grinning Man the Grinning Man mystery. It's like the the photo, the man in the painting mystery. They also, call it. also, in this episode, they don't refer to the Black
1: Canary as the Black Canary. Well, Gideon Pride does and he calls it the Curious Case of the Limping Man. Oh, yeah, they do. But that could be Gideon's canon.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, it is great to see Gideon back as well while we're talking about characters. Um, I think he does seem a little... I don't know. He seems a little less confident and a little less like characterful as he does in the black. Yeah. He's not as playful.
1: He's quite short sometimes with Joey.
0: Yeah. And also it just doesn't feel like it doesn't feel as fun for some reason. Um, and And we'll go on to talk about the wheelchair later on, but like, I think it's, it's a quite a strange decision. I think. Um, but yeah, there we go. That's all we've got anyway for the next uh, for the next few episodes. We've got Polly. Um, but let's move on to the effect then, Daniel. What is the effect of the clue of the savant's thumb?
1: Yeah, go zero in on this effect. Famed yeah. polymath Franklin Tartikoff is seen dead in his study through a keyhole. Seconds later, the body disappears without a trace. Yeah. Brilliant classic Jonathan Creek mystery, locked room mm-hmm. mystery. Very simple, very elegant. Yeah, there's loads of other stuff in this episode yeah. of kind of little <laughs> um, like word problems and yeah, it's similar to all the specials. This dual narrative yeah. of a historical flashback at the beginning to something that happened. I think in the 1960s in a girls' yeah. convent school. Yeah, which kind of plays more into the motivations, but the central effect is this weird murder. Or death of Franklin Tartikoff played by Nigel planer
0: yeah it it kind of really doesn't play into it though does it like you've got this story but how it affects the no. it's similar to last episode
1: I guess I, I've kind of done a lot of thinking and trying to th- process it I think it all exists to give the shakiest of motivations at the end right. Because it's to do with the nature of belief and faith. Yeah. I think that's the only reason it exists. And also, I think, to, like we said, because this is another Easter special. Yeah. To give it a little extra half an hour.
0: Yeah. I, I like it. I like it as a story. And I think, I love that creepiness of the nun giving the kids LSD and, you know, poking their hands through a Pretty poster. sick. You go, like, oh,
1: I would never, worse stuff happens.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and And was kind of, I, I like that. But yeah, it's really strange, isn't it? Because that uh, all it does is add to a awesome character as well, but it just adds to Rosalind, uh, who's played by jo- Joanna Lumley. It just kind of adds to her turmoil and mm. adds a little bit to her life, I guess. Um, but I do generally like that whole... they do it like like secrets like secrets are a big thing in this episode where there's like a a small secret society and puzzles um, and then also a secret society of these girls um kind of like sleepers style that have killed this young girl and have been obviously dealing with that their entire lives yeah, um, so that kind of comes out through the this, this
1: story just bit by bit and yeah. you don't know whether that's tangled up with the death of Franklin and it's not really in the end mm. apart from some motivations of why it was done but I think something to just talk about here weird coincidences in how both principal characters have connections with this case Joey tracks up with Franklin's daughter's boyfriend in a petrol station Ridiculous. So she is brought into this mystery, even though her website still exists and is gone. Yes. She gets embroiled in this through that for some reason. In yeah. addition to Polly, Jonathan's new wife, yeah. father being old friends with Franklin. Yeah. So you've got this weird dual introduction through both characters. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's kind of a bit messy because that's why it's not clear because lots of people have connections to this. Yeah. Rather than it just be, it could have just been enough of Rosalind meeting Jonathan at a dinner party. Yes. Calling him back into action. Yes. But then I guess you don't have a reason for him to call Joey.
0: Yeah, I guess not. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's mad. (laughs) <laughs> uh, um but yeah as you say a, a like a decent mystery but as with all these specials it's layered on with all this other stuff the kind of it doesn't misdirect you but it's quite pointless so in that way it misdirects you where you just go why am i why am i being made to care about these girls um yeah and it's, well, it's just you
1: start to think it's more involved than it is yeah but actually it's just more establishing what Rosalind's worldview is mm. to like to give the motivation in the finale, yeah. but, but then you get sidetracked with it quite a lot, and then I think we need to, like I think for any episode, this reveal section in this episode is going to be the longest, yeah. because the last 10 minutes of this episode are actually unhinged. yeah <laughs> Insane what happens in the last 10 minutes of this episode. yeah so, 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 um, the,
0: so the method. Um, Franklin isn't murdered but accidentally killed when a magic trick goes wrong and what Rosin sees through the keyhole isn't Franklin's corpse but his severed head resting on a dummy um, all of which could be quickly concealed and disposed of so that's what she sees yes
1: so the actual method is quite simple yeah and one of the big clues to this is this is a bit of a shaky clue to me There's all these pictures of Franklin around the house meeting famous people. Yes. And in all these pictures, he always puts his hand inside his jacket pocket in a very Mm. distinctive way with his thumb poked out. Yeah. But in the photograph, Rosalind snaps through the keyhole. His entire hand is in his pocket. Yes. I mean, when you're dead, you might behave in different ways. I don't know. I don't think that's tantamount proof of something being weird. But a lot is pinned on that. It's going, oh, that's a bit unnatural. A lot is because, pinned on that. That's because the hand couldn't be out because there was no hand there in the first place. So yeah. what you've got is essentially kind of a scarecrow F- Guy forks construction
0: mm. that he just rest his head on. Um, it, the thing with that as well, I think it's misdirected in another way because a lot of this episode is about like secret societies and things like that. So I thought the thumb being out was gonna be an indication of the secret society. So I thought mm. maybe the thing that they were playing on is not the fact that it couldn't have been him, is I thought they were gonna be playing on the idea that he's been murdered by the secret society or something. Right, and like yeah. an indication of being in the society is having your thumb out all the time. It's kind of like um, like the National Front used to do it. Like, I think it was like a thumb out or thumb and finger out, index finger out of your jeans, used to show that you were a racist essentially um but i so that's what i thought it was going to be like that but it doesn't actually go as interesting as that unfortunately because all the pictures on his wall are all with like quite famous people so i thought maybe it was going to turn out that all these people oh, are in this yeah, weird society cabal. as well um doesn't yeah, really uh. go there though no um
1: because <laughs> he's establishes this incredibly so that's it's kind of breezo but he's like he is a savant he's just anything he's turned his hand to, he's always been incredibly successful and respected. He's got, yeah. you know, people calling him up to look at everything from medical stuff to TV shows to everything. Yeah. And that kind of plays into the finale. And the epiphany is Jonathan goes to one of these secret meetings, mm. which is the way he gets there is also the misinterpretation of that clue, East yeah. Bard, which is also EA at St. Barnabas. This episode is littered with yeah. little verbal problems like mm. that. Um, which can get a bit distracting because I think you think there are more to them than there is
0: yeah I also Uh, I feel like with that clue as well I know they misinterpret it as like East Barn but it's actually EA St. Barn you wouldn't write it that close you just wouldn't write it would that uh, there's no way of misinterpreting those two things Um, also you'd be able to remember that yeah (laughs) it's not a phone number no um, um, but yeah but, the, yeah. the, the no, thing that no. he goes to is well, so what are they like a secret society we just meet to They're show each magicians. other magic tricks yeah yeah. it's a little magic club
1: and Jonathan sees this um, trick of a rotating pumpkin yeah which jogs his memory of something he first saw in Franklin's study mm. comparing it to the pictures like something really subliminal I can't see the difference I mean if you've done spot the difference yeah you could, <laughs> you could see that The globe has been turned. So they stashed his head inside the globe, I think.
0: The thing about that, right? As you say, if you've done Spot of Difference, you would know that. And and several times they've got these pictures side by side, haven't they? So it's just really- Well, you just look really quickly and you see it. (laughs) it. And like- you spot the difference is good like that because you look and you don't. You can tell that something is different, and then you've actually got to look a bit closer, and then you find out what it is. That's the entire nature of a spot the difference puzzle, and that's fine. I feel like Jonathan Creek should be able to solve. Quite, do spot the difference. Do spot if the he's difference. the thing about the thumb. <laughs> Same with Gideon Pryke. Yeah,
1: I I, I, I think that's the thing. Cause I that's when even though the core effect is great. All these things and the execution and how it's unraveled Mm. make it increasingly weaker. Yeah. Because it's not, it doesn't really hold together. And this episode really stretches that in quite a few key points. Because then you've got to make your respected detectives not very good. Yeah. And they do that to Joey. You know, Joey's, this is his entire career. He seems so overwhelmed by the mystery Mate. when she's first looking around it. She's like,
0: oh, I can't. This is mad when she's doing it with Gideon. I've just written, he got in the tank and boiled away. And then after that, I just written, is she good? I don't, that's the thing is, I don't think she is actually. That's why she's nicking credit. <laughs> but sometimes she does come up with stuff and it's like, oh no, I, I get that. Like she she yeah. she works something out, and you're like, oh no, she is actually way, uh, way, uh, smarter than they're giving her credit for. But, um, but yeah, it's it's really really strange. And then, I I cannot remember why the man with the comb. What what is he trying to do? What's on the video? The man with the comb. Yeah. All
1: right. Should we get some motivations? Yeah,
0: yeah. The reveal.
1: Okay. So, because what you've also got to remember, there's also an active evil presence in this episode that's Mm. trying to grab people through pictures and drop statues on people. So there's a live threat here that you assume is the same person that murdered Franklin. But what it turns out, this is presumably the MI5, MI6 or someone. So let's backtrack. Franklin has been sent a pilot... For a very high-end bit of comedy satire we know from the beginning of the episode he has a background in comedy from the 70s or 80s yeah so he's watching this piece of satire it is so convincing and i think it's essentially through some bits of dialogue it's meant to be tony blair right they talk about hand gestures a big smile right and he's wearing a red tie yeah. and i think it's meant to be proof that the war in iraq was not justified I think that's what you're meant to believe it is you don't actually say it but that's what's hinted at no and the lookalikes and the voice actors are so convincing people think it's real yeah the doctor who's having an affair with Rosalind mentions this to a mate at his golf club who used to work in Whitehall so he's got back to Tony Blair who's hired some killers (laughs) or the secret service to get rid of people and get back every copy of this tape yeah that all comes in the last 10 minutes of this episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's... I've uh, almost had an
1: aneurysm trying to explain that to you, remember it all.
0: It, that's mad, that is. And also, the thing... So that is, for one, insane. Um, But also, the rest of it as well. Like, and it kind of... is funny that we've got Gideon Prykin because... He's in a mystery. He's in the Black Canary, where a lot of one of the main mysteries in Black Canary, which happens before the show even starts, before the episode even starts, is that a something a mystery has happened in order to save someone from heartache, um because the wrong sister dies, um who has a, a daughter and a husband. Um, the one that doesn't die has an estranged daughter. It doesn't matter about her. So the other one takes her place in order to save the daughter who's there and the husband from heartache. And that's cool. Um, that's lovely. This entire thing with the missing body and the head, that's all cooked up in order to save Joanna Lumley's character from heartbreak, is it? Two things on that, I think. It's like, one,
1: three, says she cooks it all. It's good. All I could think about was my mother. Somehow, if I can make it look like he never left the house, she would be spurred that horror. yeah. <laughs> Additionally grafted onto that is and this is why a lot of the backstory about the school um the girls' school exists. Yeah. You know, when they go to the funeral of the other girls that have died, Beth is now a vicar. Yeah. But Rosalind is presented as this staunch atheist. She's even yeah. written books about it, about yeah. how you should divest yourself of um belief systems. Mm. So and also in this episode, the daughter gets into the idea of things that cannot be explained. She yeah. almost wants to give her mum before she dies this kind of spiritual experience. Yeah. But it's all a f- lie. It doesn't make any sense. She almost wants to present her mum with something she can't explain. So yeah. she understands that there's more that to this world that can't be explained. I think... But she's done that by just putting her dad's head in a globe.
0: I think... The like I don't mind that idea of presenting something to your mum that can't be explained and then she's forced to reevaluate things. I don't mind that idea. Maybe don't do it with her husband her dead husband. Maybe do her, it again. Also, think about it. That's her dad. Yeah. <laughs> that's been her dad since she was three
1: years old and was adopted. It, and is she's a, just putting it, his severed
0: head on a a dummy. I just think like you can't do that with dead people and someone will just go, oh, well. Can't explain that. No, he's dead. You have to be able to explain that. Also,
1: give her a proper spiritual experience, not something you know you just made up. Yeah. That's just deception.
0: That's the thing. If you believe in spiritual experiences, why do you
1: have to cook one up? Yeah. Also, that's just a lot happens in the last 10, 15 minutes, but also something else that's just slipped in at the end. Uh, Brad used to make magic tricks for Franklin, and Franklin was um, gay and... Brad was a bit worried that people thought there was something between them.
0: Ah. Yeah, I forgot
1: that. Yeah, Brad just puts <laughs> that in at the end. He goes, yeah, I, you know, there was rumors in the village, but I didn't want people to think I was involved.
0: What? Yeah.
1: He, he goes, ben, uh, Brad says, Franklin, I always knew there was something else that he was with me for. It wasn't such a secret round here. What if no one believed me? Mm.
0: Why does that need to be chucked in? yeah that is really really strange yeah it's it's it all goes a bit mad doesn't it and you know what we're talking about like the globe thing and you've kind of got to just suspend disbelief and go "Oh, okay no one would notice then for ages that it was a different like the globe had been turned at the same time i don't think i feel like people would notice that they weren't having petrol poured on them <laughs> Yeah, I feel What's because it? Gideon Price comes in and goes, Go on, do it. And then he realizes oh, the, it's apple juice. The, the and they switched it. It's
1: terrible. He's really bad. The, yeah. the policeman who's doing that. He how, goes, uh, it's insurance policy. Also, I love that Gideon Price goes, The reason he knows the wrong guns is mm. like, I saw a jerry can of petrol in your car. That's abnormal. Isn't no, that it isn't literally where you would. I asked where I would expect to see a jerry can of petrol in a
0: car. Yeah, that's really weird, and I, that's the thing you've got to go. So Jonathan Creek wouldn't know the difference between apple juice being poured on yeah. him and petrol.
1: Also, petrol fucking um, stinks. Also, I've seen how Jonathan handles a man with a gun before. Yeah, Ace of Spades. <laughs> Why is that not coming back? Ace of Spades. That whole thing is, uh, is really unnecessary. The end of this episode, the last ten minutes, is, is season three Sherlock. And I guess Just like dragging mad Polly into it. conspiracies. Yeah. yeah.
0: Also, but that's the thing, mad conspiracies without setting. And this is the, the reason I didn't like Sherlock is they feel, I think the writers of Sherlock think that they've come up with this brilliant world um of like secret societies and all this different weird conspiracy stuff going on when actually they really haven't they just tell you it exists um and i think mm. that's the same thing for this really uh where they just kind of like expect you to go along with it this tape it just thing, doesn't, it doesn't i, I work. still
1: can't quite process this tape thing no it's really it's, silly you know what it is it's have you ever seen you've seen it the final episode of bottom season three Yeah, yeah when they accidentally have a video cassette of the prime minister having sex and yeah. then they get murdered by a SWAT team that's what yeah. this is yeah
0: <laughs> i think that's the thing is like i think it would have done better if it didn't have the oh this is a piece of satire but it's yeah. so good that people think it's real I Why think, does it need to be that yeah it could have just been a DVD bit of journalism exactly
1: because it's also harder to then buy the you can any mimics or any lookalikes they're not going to look good enough to be fooled Joey's fooled by it which again undermines Joey (sighs) yeah
0: it really does it's a a strange one it's a very 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 strange episode
1: yes it's dangerous stuff petrol when I got my lads to search your car this morning I couldn't quite work out what it was doing there so I had them replace it with diluted apple juice hell of a lot safer and healthier too you'll find I don't think so matey girl (laughs)
0: that is the effect the method and the reveal um but there are other elements which make up every episode of jonathan creek including the victor mildew award for most unbelievable scene i feel like people thinking that a satire scene is real is pretty unbelievable um in itself i don't actually have that much for this i've got no i don't actually I, i've got a zoom in on jo- and joanna lumley is brilliant in this i should say like it is strange when you have an actual actor doing actual acting um because even she brings this entire thing to life i think she's really good in it but <laughs> when she's telling the story and then it goes from flashback to her there's this is really weird zoom on her and she had, she had an allergy to bees <laughs> and it's the funniest thing ever and it completely undermines it because it's so silly um, but yeah, that's uh, that's that's all I've got. I just
1: put <laughs> Franklin killing himself with a chainsaw. Yeah. Because <laughs> the way it's staged is so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like if I went to a secret barn to test out a new bit of magical apparatus, yeah. that's whole point was to make it look like you could get cut in half by a chainsaw but not be really hurt. Yeah. And then the chainsaw breaks and chops my head off.
0: Yeah. That's a really dark Meldrew. But also it it's really comedy in the sense of like the chainsaw just lops his head off because I'm yeah, pretty sure that's not how that works.
1: Because even if it got loose, it would cut you, but it kind of just goes all the way through. Yeah. And yeah. they don't really know how to stage that to make it work.
0: It just lops it off cartoon style. And then the head yeah. is like actually rolling. Um, and then
1: it's quite meldry that his head becomes this almost prop. Yeah. That's carted
0: about. It's it's really strange. That is that's really strange. Um, things has dated the most. Uh, picture of Woody Allen. Picture Woody, Woody Allen. Although to be fair, mate, there's a new. F- he's got a new film on Prime. Like like Timothy Chalamet is in it. Like. People are fucking morons. People are still think it's all right. People are still being in his films and stuff like that. So maybe, you know, for some people, it would have dated. Other people, it hasn't. It's not right. like I watched Funny People the other day, the um, Jed Apatow film, and there's a giant... They live in a flat where a giant picture of Bill Cosby hangs above the sofa. That's dated worse, I think. I really hope that doesn't happen to Creek. Yeah.
1: <laughs> We've got th- 31 episodes of this out. <laughs> uh, Gideon Prykask in
0: for People's Blackberries. Nice. That's good. I feel like uh, the transition from young Joanna Lumley to old Joanna Lumley, like they just do like a sort of fade. So just to go. By the way, this is the same person. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Trust in your audience. That's we should say though. Joanna Lumley never dated. Never. Timeless. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I used to see her all the time. She lives in Stockwell. Uh, and I used to get the tra- tube from Stockwell now and again. Oh, wow. I used to see her all the time coming out of Stockwell Tube Station. She loves it. Oh. Still using the tube. <laughs> Got a lot of time it. for that. She, she, um,
1: she should wear a mask now, though.
0: One thing I've written, because I, I, I just hate it, people getting bored at classical music events. Oh, uh, yeah. Like falling asleep at, at the oh, opera and stuff like that. Exactly. I think it's. I think that's In
1: the Grinning Man episode, he was able to identify, um, he was like, is a Bruegel? And he like gave Bruegel a proper pronunciation. He's yeah. not fallen asleep at a classical music concert.
0: I I, 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 I don't like Bosh. stuff like that. It's just, just... It's crap. lazy, isn't it? It's really lazy. And it's not his character either. It's really strange. That's yeah. the thing, like, they've set him and Polly up from the start to be these, this, uh, with this conflict of she's forcing him to do all this different stuff, when actually... It would, it would be way nicer if it's just like he does like that life and he's not reluctant to it, but he also enjoys the other life as well. He's really enjoying that glass of wine at the end and his chunky cardigan.
1: Yeah. He looks happy enough in some scenes when they're in their nice house.
0: Yeah, it's really know. strange. That's all I've got for things at the most. Um
1: just put it in there because we're talking about um do you see Renwick was it got a cameo in this?
0: Did he? Where is he's he? He's
1: interviewing Franklin at the beginning on that talk show. He's the oh. interviewer
0: is he
1: yeah little go cheeky Renwick cameo
0: go on Renas. um most british thing i think a character called leslie clitoris um it's quite funny that the way they're talking about the show is almost like it's like it's, it feels like it's similar to the young ones which yeah nigel planer and rick Mail both in together it does feel like they're doing alternative they comedy now. Isn't it really sad that Rick Mail and Nigel Plainer aren't in a scene together? Are they in the scene together? No, they're not. No, because no, you only get
1: Bring back Brendan. As much yeah. as you don't
0: like him, bring back Brendan. That is strange, isn't
1: it?
0: It's um, kind of like the Avengers. <laughs> but what is also <laughs> even more, What's even more strange is we get Rick Mail as Gideon Pryke back, playing the same character, oh, but you yeah. Nigel Plainer back who has been in an episode before. He's in The Reconstituted Corpse. We get him back, playing a completely different character. What are the rules? <laughs> it's really weird. It's similar to that so. when we had that American lady um, from Oh yeah, from Time uh, Waits for Norman. Ways yeah. Norman. And she CEO of the Sands. So um,
1: I, c- I don't know if we're going to come back to it, because we're mentioning him now. Hmm. Why is he in the wheelchair? No I idea. I know why he's in the wheelchair. Because I had to look up. Because I remember he was in that quad bike accident. He got but, shot.
0: He got shot. In but the yeah, spine.
1: So, but the, so the in fiction explanation is fantastic. Mm. Right. Um, it almost sounds like Ace Rimmer style stuff. Yeah. Gideon Pry- Gideon Pride rescued a child's puppy during the Chinese Embassy siege.
0: Uh. <laughs> it's just a weird
1: thing to put in, just for no reason.
0: Oh, so you're saying is he in it because he is actually ill in real life?
1: Yeah, I I kind of misremembered the details of that quad biking accident. I think I merged them a bit more with the Ozzy Osbourne one where I thought maybe he was incapacitated for a period of time, but he wasn't. And Mm. this was after that, by a bit of time. So it's just a a choice, yeah. It's more than just there for that mad joke about him taking a bullet during a
0: Chinese embassy siege. Yeah, the wheelchair comes back for me. Um, But yeah, also most British thing, that earring cupboard, I feel like I put earring cupboard. I, I feel like that red thing around the earring cupboard. that yeah. like I had one of those. Yeah, um, I had th- the earring cupboard was in my bedroom. Was it? So my mum would just be coming in for towels. Well, we had a really weird thing because we had a small earring cupboard downstairs with which had all the tea towels in. But then upstairs we had an earring cupboard that had two parts to it. So it was a door my side in my bedroom. There's also a door my parents' side as well. well like a hotel. So it was really, but like you, couldn't so if get you could you get through it. Oh, right. Okay. You could get through if you were really, really small. Like as a kid, I probably could have got through it. But as an adult, I couldn't get through it.
1: You're doing um, Transport
0: with a Man. Really strange. Really, really strange.
1: Airing cupboard, if you don't know, is usually a cupboard next to your boiler. Mm. So it would be quite warm in there and arid. And you could yeah. put towels and things in to dry.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's where our towels were kept. So every time you got a towel out, they were just always really warm. When you think about it, that's ah, good. <laughs> it's quite a good idea, isn't it? <laughs> but do they just go away here in cupboards?
1: Probably like with tumble dryers, maybe. I don't know. Because
0: I've never, I've never had one since I was in that house.
1: They're not a thing, yet, yeah. But
0: well, my mum has still got one. Maybe and like, boilers are smaller. Yeah, maybe boilers don't have those giant things around them. They're like, Wearing a fleece, because I guess that boiler's full of water, isn't it? So yeah. maybe that's just water is delivered differently now. I don't fucking yeah. know. Um, I definitely don't have one anyway, unfortunately. Um uh, <laughs> that's all I got from Most British Thing. Uh Jonathan having another pint of mild. Yeah. But Joey, this time G and and T, yeah. Mm, uh, different drinks, yeah. different needs. Um I've put, so in Is That Alright? I'm um, perception I've, for me, this. I, I I've put like the wheelchair basically plated for laughs. And I think the reason that I do think it's definitely in there to be played for laughs is you do have a shot of Nigel playing his character with uh, Stephen Hawking. So I kind of do feel like they are using Hawking as a basis for it and going, right, let's make this mad. Because uh, uh, he, he's the way he moves around is quite funny. He keeps appearing in different places that there's no possible way he could have oh, gone yeah. to. Um, <laughs> But then he also uses it as basically a fighting robot at the end as well. And like yeah. knock someone out.
1: Because he's meant to be paralyzed apart from obviously his face, but also one finger, he says.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think all of that really is kind of played a bit silly. Um, yeah. I kind of don't like that. But yeah. Um,
1: I've got lots of minor ones and then obviously it's... A couple of biggies, yeah. Well, I might just rattle off. Should I rattle off some of my small ones?
0: Yeah. Well, I've I've got a little one which is uh, like twenty four hours of isolation for a little kid. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs>
1: nuns drugging kids with LSD.
0: Yeah. Also,
1: <laughs> not all, not on, is it? Yeah. Um, this is just, just in. I'm gonna put that in grot cabinet. The okay. Oriental staging of the magic trick in the barn. Yeah. We've had this a lot with Jonathan Creek and just exoticism of other parts of the world for presentation purposes quite common magic um i think just polly's we've touched on the polly's makeover on jonathan yeah so dismissive of his past life i think it's quite mean and horrible
0: i think as well it's like i know obviously she's seen something in him that she's liked but if the whole thing about his character is like magic and things like that, I'm I'm wondering like what she's seen that she uh. thinks, right, I can destroy. I can destroy well, this, this it- man, rebuild him in my, in what I want.
1: Yeah. It was this one line that I wrote down there. It just annoyed me because f- fair light, that she, like you just saying, she's fallen in love with him. She yeah. says, to, I think she says to Joey, going, turning, oh no, she says it to Rosa, turning down a knob when his brain gets overheated.
0: Jesus
1: it's almost like you're you're not letting him do the thing he likes or enjoys. Yeah, because it annoys you.
0: Yeah, she's she's a strange character, man. And it's sad because it doesn't have to be like this. Like, why have you set up this shitty confrontation? Just have them be normal. Have them be normal to each other. Because we've never um, had that.
1: <laughs> um, um, I was I was put the Tarawa Ran artifact. Right. Yeah. Which I, it could exist. I did some searching. I couldn't find it existed, which is this yeah. idea of a deity that is the embodiment of what cannot be explained. So this kind of antithesis of Jonathan Creek. Yeah. I couldn't find it existing in Indonesian culture. Mm. So I think just maybe making stuff up.
0: <laughs> but also to be fair, every time it feels like every time they had a shot of it, they had this like cartoon music as well on the top. Like, yeah. like it's not on, that's not. On. I think that's weird. Yeah. And then I guess there's a big Oh, there's the big one, which is everybody's reaction um, to the gender of this person. Yeah. I, and I think like it's just constantly played as a joke.
1: Jonathan's reaction to it in particular.
0: Yeah. I just don't get
1: Why is he so crass about it? And he's yeah. so dismissive and belittling of it. That's not who we knew. No. Is it?
0: I don't think that's Jonathan at all. I mean, that's obviously how Renwick feels about those types of things, isn't it? Like, you've revealed quite a lot of yourself there, Dave. Um, I mean,
1: I was thinking about this the other day. Like, in season one of um, Jonathan Creek, some of the the, the bad people, the antagonists, antagonists are animal rights people, feminists.
0: Yeah. Like, we know the agenda here. Absolutely. Is he just Victor Meldrew? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I also I feel like Victor Meldrew would be a little bit more progressive than that though. And I definitely feel like Jonathan Creek would be. It's just so just
1: blunders his way through it and goes yeah. for this terrible I was trying to think, why does that whole thing exist? Mm. I think I was trying to think about why it exists from a right yeah. perspective. I think he started with just realizing Jacqueline Hyde, Jacqueline yeah. Hyde is a pun. And work backwards to create a situation where that can be the punchline.
0: It's really, really not because
1: there's no other reason for it to exist.
0: There's no reason for it to exist. And Jacqueline comes back in to save the day almost as well. It's really odd. She comes
1: back in at the end because yeah. she produced the piece of satire. Yeah, it's, but yeah, there's no other reason for this to exist rather than this terrible joke, just to have well, a well, not just terrible, mean spirited and horrible.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the only reason that it exists. I thought, I didn't like it. It's not very nice. Also and,
1: comparing trans um, to the idea of Jekyll and Hyde just as a concept.
0: Yeah, that's fucking disgusting. That is. Um, Yeah, I don't like that at all. Don't like that. Let's move on um, to the Grot cabinet. Let's open up that. Uh, a <laughs> couple of weird little bits. Um, like Jonathan zipping up uh, as uh, Polly walks in. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's kind of strange, like that whole little bit there is really odd. Polly not um, phased by it whatsoever.
1: No, I thought I'm very was confident.
0: really, really silly. Um, the roll in the hay thing. I've put literally rolling in the hay. I would have put that, I could have put that in Meldrew to be fair as well, because she goes, shall we go again? And then it's just a sh- the exact same shot again. Like that's also, not how it
1: it's a, this is, a fucking cartoon. Also in the barn, that shot as if it's... Tom, middle of summer, beautiful warm light coming in through the windows. Yeah. And then they go outside, it's middle of winter and it's cold. Yeah. It's completely different colour power.
0: Yeah, it's really weird.
1: Really, really um, weird. Joey just getting picked up at a petrol station by a dude. <laughs> <laughs> and just fair, fair, fair enough off John- to oh, Fair enough to it. but it's just a weird grotty setup by Renwick, I think.
0: Yeah. Like Jonathan got... Bus station. Picked someone up yeah. at a bus stop. Bus stop. Like... Yeah, that's kind of strange, yeah. Um, Um, Little line that
1: Franklin says at the beginning, I'll be up to my eyes in the Winslow boy.
0: Mm. Yeah. (laughs) He actually makes a dig as well about uh, tabloids um, uh, bugging his phones as well at that point. And he's like, that's actually this, uh, if you're listening in. (laughs) It's quite funny.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, it looks that's a whole thing at the beginning that I thought was going to be more a thing when he knows exactly when he's going to die. Yeah. But it's not.
0: They never they never Because also that's that, yeah. a bit
1: Judas treaty as well. It really is, yeah. I kinda I kinda like that as well, but um Does Rosalind come on to Jonathan? There's a scene where she says, um, Polly in New York till Monday.
0: She's a lucky girl. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: well she's already having one affair.
0: I'm into it. I like I yeah. like the way that that's shown as well the first time when they kiss. Like Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, I really like the bit where, they, where she kisses oh, yeah. the doctor. Um, yeah. c- when just Franklin is just walking off And then they have a big kiss And then he walks off again I thought that was quite funny um, Do you know what I think is really weird I know you're sitting like You mentioned like Polly's in New York The way that Polly talks about uh, Jonathan being at home Is like She's like oh you're going to have the w- a miserable weekend but guess, What? Like just because she's not there Like we? I mean I've spent time with you Polly And that would be a very good weekend Let me tell you but it's just like I, I love. I, it's such a yeah. weird idea of having a miserable weekend just because she's almost like, cultivated this her. idea of
1: her being him being really dependent on her or something.
0: Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, there we go. Uh, well, that's all I've got. For Grot cabinet. It's relatively thin on the ground when Klaus isn't about, isn't it? And it's barren. We, we're just not going to see him again now. That's insane. Yeah. We should just lock was- him in there so he's always in there. Maybe Polly becomes really mucky. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's the thing. The episodes He's get gotta longer. He's got to get it out longer. somehow. Are we, so we we go from this now, don't we, to... A series of 3-1 hours. A th- series yeah. of 3-1 hours. And then we get another two hour, don't we?
1: Yeah. Well, it's another feature, though. It could be 90 minutes. But yeah. Okay.
0: Right. And then so that, we're finished... in the home stretch now. That's it. And then we've just got four episodes left. Man, that's crazy. And then hopefully in the... You know, when we're recording these... They decide to bring it back. And then we we can claim that it was this podcast that made them want to bring it back.
1: And then we wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> and he, and he's binned off
0: Polly. Yes. And he's in Texas. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, or, or he's just in Vegas. He's like, oh no, you know, he's always wanted to go to. He's binned off Polly, and with like, he's got right. I'm a bit free. I need to get away, clear my head. I'll go to Vegas. He goes to see a magic show, and then who does he bump into coming outside? She's on her way to a th- the slots. Hmm. Carolette, bit of Maddie. But there's a, but there's a death of um, a really famous magician in Vegas yeah. at the same time because there has to be. <laughs> but they can't remember it and then it basically turns into Jonathan Crease Jonathan Creek a crossover with a hangover no I've got it I've got it it's, it's the death of Adam Klaus
1: that's the yes. thing that brings them back together
0: oh let's do that come on <laughs> uh, right oh, I'll call you back in five minutes yeah <laughs> on the next episode we're dealing with a Jonathan Creek episode where we know the solution at the beginning in the letters of Septimus Noon up the creek is produced by rkg we make podcasts and videos about games movies basically anything fun including 23 year old bbc shows about a magician's assistant who lives in a windmill or sometimes doesn't live in a windmill if you'd like to find out more visit patreon.com forward slash r k g